Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Facebook's safety teams protect billions of people each month. They lead the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested more than $13 billion in the last five years, quadrupling their safety and security teams to 40,000 people and investing in industry-leading AI technology to enhance safety on their platforms. It's working. Over the last several months, they've taken action on 1.7 billion fake accounts, 51.7 million violent and graphic posts, 62 million explicit adult posts, 9.3 million drugs and firearms sales posts. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Keeping your feed safe will continue to be everyone's priority at Facebook. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Y'all never mind me. Hey everybody, I was thinking about today something that happened over the last week that was, it was shocking and it was disheartening and it was sad and it was, it was just not great, but then, you know, it kind of turned, turned a corner into a couple of the things and what I'm talking about is a person that I quoted a, a bunch of times on this podcast, the other podcast, and then Facebook posts, and even in the book that I wrote, or the second, both books I've written, I quoted him multiple times just because he's that, uh, he was rather that impactful to my life. And that is that uh, my uncle and former pastor, James Toon, passed away. This, um, on January the 28th, and, uh, today, uh, Friday, uh, February the 4th was his homegoing service, and over that time frame since he passed, I thought, I thought a lot about him, and I thought more, more, in more depth, I guess, in greater detail, and what I thought was just my uncle who was a really 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 good guy and a really great pastor and I thought more about it and I thought more about just the profound impact he had on my life and I thought you know was it was it that just because he was my pastor and that was that was a part of it but that wasn't all of it and I thought was it because he was my uncle and that was a part of it but that wasn't all of it and then I thought, well, perhaps he, maybe he was a, like a father figure to me. And it, not not necessarily when I thought about it overall. Because I think in the entire time that I've known my uncle, I may have spoken to him maybe on, on a one-on-one basis, that is. Maybe a total of six hours, Maybe. Six, seven hours. So it wasn't a ton of one-on-one conversations. The greatest impact that he had on my life was 
and how he lived his life and the examples that he he showed not just for the sake of making examples as a pastor but the example of his entire life that I had the privilege and I'll call it that of witnessing from my unique vantage point as both uh, a member of his church but also as a nephew and it's it's like you, you think about and it wasn't again in thinking about him this week you realize how how important the people that shape you are because oftentimes as a as a young man you you make an archetype of what type of man you're going to be and it usually depends on the influential or the people that you're around in your life so I, like many other young men, formed an archetype of the the type of man that you wanted to be. And every man play every man that you encounter as a young man, every adult man, plays a part. They play a part in helping you build who you want to be, or they play a part in helping you to not become who you see. And for me, my uncle, my uncle Jimmy, I called him, James Toon. He, in so many different areas, I got to see, I got to see manhood in so many different areas. He, he was a very, very intelligent person. Very, very intelligent. Love God, and I can say that emphatically. I, I think his example is the reason why I even, I even looked to God. Now, Growing up, of course, my mother directed us to church, and she she took us to church, and she lived a lives a lifestyle that is very devoted to to God and devoted to Christ and to uh, to being an avid and uh, productive member of her church and whatever church she's in. She's always been that way. But as a parent, she can only she can make us go to church, of course, but she can't make us have a relationship. That's where you need to have someone else step in and thankfully that someone else for me was both my my aunt and my uncle but my uncle had a a bigger impact on me because he's a black man just like I'm a black man and it was so impactful to me because I remember the story he shared many times over over the years about how he came to accept Jesus as his savior and he told a story about how he grew up with a stepfather that was particularly abusive to his mother and to him and to his brothers and sisters and how this man just didn't have he was just a mean and evil man according to my my uncle and he was abusive and he was he was violent and he was just not a not a good character and after years and years of this treatment my uncle said he just had enough and he said the uh the stepfather every night would drink a bottle of a glass of milk and he had, he had decided upon himself that he was going to poison the milk and he was going to he was tired of it. he was going to kill kill that man and have it be done with it he said he was going to go to jail after killing that man and just let that be it and that would be his mother would not have to deal with that person anymore his family wouldn't have to be essentially tortured by that person anymore and he had decided within himself that that's how he's going to resolve it. 
So he said that on that night where he prepared to kill his stepfather, he got invited to a church service. And he said, well, I'll go to this church service and when I come back, I'm going to take care of him. So he went off to the church service and it was on that service that the message was preached. And I can't remember at this moment what the message was, but he said he was convicted. And it was at that moment that he gave his heart to God. And I believe that it was because of that great sincerity that not only was his stepfather's life saved, but my uncle's life was saved too because it took him on a different path. It took him on a different path that eventually led him to the ministry. And it led him to a, a lifelong walk with, with Jesus. And that that level of transparency set set a benchmark for me. Because it made me realize that A, people who even are in authority positions and who are Christians and have been walking this walk for a long time also have troubles and they also have things that they have to, to deal with. For him, it was a very real stepfather. But that, it resonated with me because that's a, that's a, that's a real life lived. And he was prepared to, to go down a route that wasn't necessarily that wasn't healthy at all and that would have changed his life and who's to say which direction it would have been but it would have changed his life and the life of his family and his mom and he told that story many times freely because it was the moment that he was proud of because his life changed at that moment i think about that example i think about when he he was working at a company here at a nonprofit. When he lost that job and how he, I know he felt, ashamed is not the word, he felt hurt because I know he was a hard worker. He worked hard and he did his job to the best of his ability and he did his job well. And how it broke, how it broke down just wasn't good. And he had, had three daughters and a wife and he had to take care of of them and that the weight of that responsibility I got to see that firsthand I got to see how he handled adversity firsthand and I'm sure if I was to talk to him he would say that he wishes he handled things differently and he wished he would have made a ton of different things and different choices and different stances but I think that that was necessary for me to see because it's necessary to know that you have to make a decision and you kind of have to stand on that and if it doesn't work out, you make the best decision you make going forward from that. I think about that. I think about the 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 one time I remember him calling me directly. One of the first times I joined the swim team when I was a, when I, I was a junior in high school, and I had just joined the team and they were going on a swim meet and I hadn't been practicing with them very long, so I wasn't going to go. Because I wasn't going to swim and I wasn't, you know, really going to compete. But they, they suggested that I go and they were real cool. So I decided to go with them. But I didn't tell my mother and I didn't tell anybody. And I normally didn't, I didn't go anywhere. I just was at home because I didn't want to be a financial burden, like asking for money for a field trip or stuff like that to my mom. So I didn't, I didn't go anywhere. So this time it was very unusual for me to not be home at, you know, right after school time. So I ended up getting the meet was over like maybe six or seven. And I ended up getting home and 
my mother was worried and she was upset, of course, because I hadn't come home and like, you know, I was like three, four hours late. She wanted to know where I was. And my uncle called after that because I guess they had talked to him or talked to my aunt. And he was just talking to me and he was cool. Like he wasn't he didn't yell at me. He didn't say nothing like that. He was just, you know, like, hey, what's going on? Like, man, you can't you can't do that. Your mother was worried about you. I know, you know, because I told him where I went. He's like, I know you're doing your sports thing, you know, just your mother worries about you so just take you know take that into consideration when you do stuff you know don't don't you know don't make your mother worry and make us worry we thought something happened to you and i knew that my mother loved me and i knew that my mother cared about me but it's it's different when someone else who yeah i'm his nephew but i'm a nephew by marriage but to have somebody care about you and genuinely care about your whereabout. That that made a that made a difference to me. And throughout the years, he always would say that he was proud of me and my brother all the time. He always chant not just us, anybody. His other nieces and nephews, his daughters. He was a champion of people. He supported what we wanted to do. He if we said we wanted to, you know, go to school in Alaska, he'd support that. If we said that we wanted to you know, become an airplane pilot. He would support that. He supported supported people who were doing the right thing. And you need that. You need to have someone who would champion you. And he didn't have to give money or give stuff or nothing. Just to have someone genuinely say and act upon their support of you made a huge difference for me. A huge difference. His... Not to mention all the, I, the the sermons that he made, and I probably heard over the years a thousand of them, a thousand sermons. But the ones that were the, the most impactful to me were the ones that he talked about his life. And he talked about how he got to be where he was. And that's not in terms of his accomplishments, although there were many. It was how he got to be who he was as a man. I remember how... How passionately he loved black people. Like like so so much to the point that like if he couldn't watch many movies where they were mistreating black people, like slavery movies or black trauma movies, he couldn't watch that because he would be physically impacted by that and become angry himself because of the mistreatment of black people. But I don't think it stopped at black people. I think he had a heart for people. And that's that's not a an everyday thing that you find someone who has a heart for people who cares and loves people with such a genuine and passionate concern. I know that when he worked in the church, in addition to being a pastor in, in the jurisdiction of the church, he was he was uh, on one of the committees for hospitality, delivering flowers to families who had lost relatives and people who were sick and people who were unable to, to get out. I know he was a part of that part of that ministry and just a compassion you don't find compassion like that and I I he one time when he was um and this was a years and years ago like maybe right after high school we were talking about stock one time just general conversation and he believed in me so much that he said that if you ever come across any good stock tips just let me know and for me like being a teenager young adult for somebody to play to me, I took it seriously. I took it that if I did come, I would have I came right to him. Because I, I valued his 
I valued his opinion so much, and I valued him as a person so much. Beyond being my pastor and beyond being my uncle as a human being, I valued him so much. And I, I remember having fantasies about finding a really good stock tip and investing in it and then being able to take him and my aunt and my cousins out to a dinner and just providing a big check to my uncle to tell him thank you for for all that he had done. And it's sad to know that I, I won't I won't get the chance to do that. It's sad because all these things that I want to accomplish, all the things that I that I think I can accomplish, I won't be able to show my uncle. I won't be able to show him how much he mattered to me. And it wasn't like like a father. It was a mentor. And I didn't think that I had mentors in my life. I didn't I didn't recognize how how impactful he was. And again, it's not just because he was my uncle. And it's not just because he was my pastor. He was a man. A black man like myself. And he wasn't he wasn't beating on my aunt. He wasn't cheating on her. He wasn't out drinking. He wasn't gambling. He wasn't misappropriating money. He wasn't stealing. He wasn't dishonest. He was a he was he was what what I believe black people could be and he was. And I saw his example every single Sunday. I saw it. I saw the imperfections. I saw how he rebounded from the imperfections. I saw how he made amends when he wronged people. I saw it. Nobody has to tell me about that. I saw it. One of the reasons that I even play drums right now is because he and my aunt were so accommodating to me that in exchange for cleaning the church, which they never really asked me to do, they would let me come and practice in the church. And that costs money. Electricity is not free. They would let me practice in the church for hours, hours and hours. And that's when I started playing drums because of that. And the first church I ever played for was there. And they never kicked me off, no matter how bad I was. They never told me to stop. They never told me, you know, come back when you're when you're better or go somewhere else and play until you get better. Never said that. Never said that. And I know. And he told me that he was proud of me. That's that's you don't get that everywhere. That's not an everyday thing. So I'm I'm thankful. And I, I made it. I made a, a quote years ago, and I've done it many times since then. But I believe it's true that you can gauge the value of a person by the holes left in their departure. And for my uncle, there's 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 so many holes. But here's the here's the. Here's the other side of that coin. I'll miss him immensely. But he he made me, his example made me strong enough to be that for somebody else. How profound is that? That in his example, even the holes that are left can be filled by what I learned from him. How crazy is that? But that's how important mentors are. That's how important my uncle was to me and is to me just because he's not here in the body doesn't mean that his his impact is going to be lost it never will be never will be the hospitality 
how he loved my aunt, how he tried. Just the, the power in trying, the power in having a belief and pursuing it. All of those are things that I employ in my daily life and didn't even realize how much of an impact his example had on making me who I am today. Yes, every man has to choose who he's going to be. You definitely have to make your own decisions. But I'd be lying if I said that seeing his decisions made it easier for me to make some of my own. I remember when we had a Bible study and we were talking about, you know, the book of Genesis. And, you know, I, I talked about uh, the six day man versus the eighth day man. And he he not only did he let us have voice in the Bible study, but my uncle, because of what we were talking about, he he I I don't know the reasons why, but for. Within himself, he was he was so moved that he decided to bless me financially. And he wrote me a check for, I think it was two or three hundred dollars. That day, it it speaks volumes because A, he wasn't intimidated by somebody talking about God and he, because he's the pastor. He had a heart for God, 100%. All he cared about was serving the kingdom. And if what I was saying was serving the kingdom, he supported that. And he supported anybody else who was doing the same thing. He supported it. And not only that, but he said he agreed so much. And he said that from that day, that would be the that would be the belief of the church. That's what we're going to push on. That same theory, that same theology. And that's so profound because you don't find people who are that secure within themselves. To say that and to do that. You don't find that. That's not a everyday thing. Every every person doesn't have that within themselves. I remember that and I'll never forget it. I'll never ever ever forget it. So. Again. The impact. The impact. The monumental impact. That he had on my life. And I again. We never even talked eight hours. On a one to one. Over that. The, the entirety of my life, I think they moved to Milwaukee in 84 and I think they left in like early 2000s. So all that time, eight hours maybe, but the impact was a life lived and you can't fake that. You can say a lot of nice things and you could talk a good talk and you could talk a good game, but your life, your life has to reflect that. And I can say from my vantage point that James Toon had a life that reflected that. I'm honored to say that he was my uncle and my mentor. I'm honored that I had that. And I think how blessed am I to have had a person like that in my life. And I don't think that it's just coincidental. I don't think that he and my aunt came from North Carolina in 84 to Milwaukee just for, for, for the jobs. Now, I know, you know, the jobs, you know, that's that's a part of it, but... That wasn't the only reason. He came in part for me. And I th I thank God for that. I can't I can't even begin to thank God enough for that and to thank God for him and my aunt and my family. Their house was always comfortable. Never felt like drama. Not that my house felt like drama, but there was it was a different feel there.
And I thank God for that. Because that's, I believe that's the reason why he was the way that he was. The reason, the reason that he made the choices that he made. The reason why he did the things that he did. I'm thankful to have get to, gotten to, to know him. I'm thankful for his example as a man, as a husband, as a follower of Christ, as a, as a, you know, as a, a worker, as a professional. I'm thankful as a human being. I'm thankful because you don't get to see that example. I saw it firsthand, time in and time out. And I like to tell the truth of certain things, you know. I like to tell the 100% truth about. And about James Toon, I won't lie about that. His example speaks for itself, but I'll be a witness to that. I'll stand anywhere on any soapbox, on any, you know, stand and, and profess what I know to be true. That James Toon loved Jesus and I, wherever, wherever he may be, though he's not with us in, in flesh, I know that Jesus is there. I know that. Just as much as I know my name, I believe it in my core. With all that I have, I believe that to be true. The last time I talked to my uncle was in April. My uh, my son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And I was terrified. I didn't know what to do, so I called I called the people that I that I trust. I trust their their advice, I trust their counsel, and I asked them to pray for me. And we talked for that time we talked for maybe 2 hours. And he told me all about, you know, the health concerns he had and the things that were going on within himself. But he still, even throughout the conversation, said that I'll pray for you. And just, I was so thankful for that because that's what I needed. I needed someone to to pray for me and pray with me and to let me vent and to hear me. And he did all of that. I remember in 2013, I have it on, I, I'm going to keep it on my Facebook Messenger where I forget what the initial conversation was, but uh, I had said something, something to him, something complimentary, and he had said, thank you. And he said, uh, you know, he said, he said, thank you. And I said, it's not a problem. I'm just returning what you've given to me for all the many years. And he said that. It's good to hear that, but sometimes I don't feel like I don't feel like I made a big example or I've done enough. And I had to remind him just what I'm telling you now. I had to remind him how impactful he was to my life. I told him how how profound it was to have have him as an uncle and as, as a pastor. And I thank God now that I know that he got a chance to see that. And I told him directly because I felt that it was important to pour it out. Everything. Tell the truth. And he said, thank you. You you don't know how much you encouraged me. And that's that's like your hero telling you good job. And I'm like, I encourage you like, man, (laughs) You have no idea. You have no idea how big it was. 
You introduced me to a personal relationship with God. How how can I thank you enough for, for pointing the way? It's, it's, it's just so profound to me, man. Just how someone could, could play such a big role. And again, we didn't talk that much. We didn't talk that long. But just how someone could play such a pivotal role in your life. How they can mean so much. I'm, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful that I got to know him. I'm thankful that I got to see his example. And I pray that in my life that I'm able to be a, a half of that. A fourth of that. To be as charitable as he was. Giving things away. Clothes. Jewelry. Per, uh, colognes. Everything. I learned how I learned to to buy colognes by him. I didn't go with him, but just he had colognes and it made me interested in going to get colognes. He had nice ties and made me interested in ties. He had nice suits. I wanted to see what the suit thing was about. But just again, never telling me directly go do this or go do that, but it just it opened up a world that I could say, "Well, hey, let me see what that's about." And I'm thankful for that, man. I'm thankful. And I thank God for my Uncle James too, and I thank God for the opportunity to have met him and have been in his life for so long and most importantly have him been in my life. But I think going forward I wanna be I wanna be a better contributor to society because that's what he did. My uncle contributed to society and I just happen to be a benefactor of that. So I wanna be a better contributor so that maybe one day Somebody could say to me that you are monumental in my life. And what an honor that would be to say that if I am monumental, it's because of the people who were monumental to me. And chief on that list, on this side of heaven, well, <laughs> formerly on this side of heaven, James Toon, chiefly my mentor, by far, head and shoulders above any, anybody else. And I'm thankful to have known him. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I believe I'll see him again. So, that's all I got for today. Please walk Sparky for me. No way. <laughs> I'll throw in a caramel frappe. Ooh, make it a large. Deal. Get a sweet deal. $2 any size McCafe beverage on the McDonald's app. Between you and me, Sparky, I would have walked you for free. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Offer valid through 4322 or participate in McDonald's. Valid one time per day. McDonald's app download and registration required.